0: Kwanviyoma Law, P-L-L-C, is 100% native-owned and operated, founded by Vern Kwanviyoma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Kwanviyoma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering, community activism, and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations.
1: The Kobal Scholarship Program. Are you an enrolled member of a federally recognized tribe interested in pursuing a college degree at any level? Think about applying for the Kobal Scholarship applications for the 24-25 academic year undergraduate and graduate scholarship opportunities are now open and close March 31st, 2024. Please visit Cobalscholar.org for more information and apply today. <laughs>
0: now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World Podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is Carl Bazzardi. Bazzardi. You used that last time. I know. I was trying to yeah, think, think of because because then we, we rehashed the same topic last time as we did in the episode previous. And then, you know, I, I think because we talked about Dr. Wade so much. That when we yeah. walked into the studio, there was a lizard. Oh yeah, there was a lizard in the middle in of the room, and so I think that uh, somebody sent so that lizard to Doctor Wade
2: and spy on us. Doctor Wade we is probably the one that sending his spy pissing out. a lot of people off in the last two weeks. Is <laughs> like no Navajo
0: came first, <laughs> and you know unfortunately, and I think that this week, the episode is going to be a little bit shorter yeah. than normal. I, I acquired a cough that might prevent me from talking as much as I normally do. And yeah, so therefore yeah. Carl is going to have to lift the conversation up more than you normally do. And, uh, you know, we had that brand new format last week yeah, with the moderator AJ, but it's just you and I today. There, there's no moderator. Yeah. Today.
2: Yeah. There's no moderator today. So we're just going to wing it today are, and then we're just going to see where we it We are winging it today, but actually we have a pretty good topic. And you know, I must credit
0: you, Carl, you actually had a, Good idea for once. Well, you know, I always I, have
2: I, good ideas. That's I, all I'm I, filled I made with the is good ideas.
0: I made the statement that about ninety percent of your ideas <laughs> end up in the trash bin. which Yeah, is true. that's probably not true. But once in a while, you know, you get a idea <laughs> that falls into the ten percent that actually makes it to the to to to, to, to record, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, exactly. Well, before be actually, about. you know, before we do get into the main topic, I did want to bring this up because we were supposed to talk about it last week and we didn't even get to it. But it is Boomaya season. Boomaya
2: season. Yes, it is. What does Boomaya season mean, Carl? Bom season means Poatota, meaning that we're in a cleansing state. You know, we had we were Duskaya for, for last month, you know, we, we had all the phones out. We had <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had uh we had we had uh we, we had, had buffalo dances, we were dancing crazy. We were fighting with Navajos. We we're about fighting with Navajos and about the where but, they reside at, you know, uh-huh. which which makes exciting who's, whose apartment structure really belongs <laughs> to who? And so this month now is We're transitioning Now we're supposed and, to chill out Yeah, we're supposed to chill out We're supposed to be cleansing ourselves Boatota is what what it really means to actually um, I guess to change our way Almost of, to, to start a new. Yeah, to change our way to, of life To, uh,
0: I guess, clean Yeah To begin again
2: yeah, so basically that's what it means. Buomoya means that. So we're in that stage now. And uh, well, I guess
0: spiritually and culturally that that's what it means. But realistically, what does
2: Buomoya season really mean? It means uh, eating beans, beans, uh, bean sprouts, and uh-huh. getting all cool stuff, and then uh-huh. hashtag Hopi life. You know, and the Facebooks
0: are blowing up. In the, in up the Facebook, right now. yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things on sale right now via social media.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody is uh uh texting one another, "Hey, do you have uh this and this and uh for uh young young child here?" And yeah, exactly. Everybody's all up in all up in the uh, you know, this is where this is where Hopey gets its uh revenue basically. <laughs> <laughs> Is all the sales of uh, of, of, of all these uh, different things, different items? It's like Christmas season, yeah,
0: for for the artists out there.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so now you'll see a lot of these artists park outside a cultural center, various, places. yeah, uh, outside of the stores, outside of community centers, uh, selling their crafts, and you know, and they they market their prices up to Bahana prices now because everybody's willing to pay the price. You know that that's that's probably a fair
0: assessment. Yeah, because I you know once in a while I like I like to think of it as supporting the local economy. Yeah, that, true. You know I'll I'll, I'll pay somebody to do something here and there, and that's kind of what I thought this year. It's like yeah, these are a little bit more expensive than. When it's normally
2: been, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, just like the uh, the Hopi burrito, yeah, Remember? yeah, the that's, breakfast burrito. That's 12 bucks. Now, yeah, it's like 12 bucks to grab grab a burrito now. At first, it was like three dollars, and or it's like, oh, well, it's like it was a dollar before, mm. and then now it went to three dollars, then it's five dollars. Now it's all the way up to like 20 bucks now per burrito. That's
0: right, that's right. And then, I, I guess, you know, I don't know if there's anybody out there that's listening to us that doesn't know what buomo is. I mean, my assumption is that. Most folks understand what this time of the year is, but in case there's anybody that's not familiar with with what this is, what what, what is for for somebody for I guess for the public part of what Pwumia is, what what is it that a person sees well, when well, it's during Pwumia?
2: Well, in various uh, villages, I guess you could say you you see a variety of uh, lots of kachinas. kachinas. yeah, yeah, and they come. Uh, sometimes in the morning and then sometimes in the afternoon to give out gifts mm-hmm. to young children who are uninitiated. uninitiated. Yeah. And they receive these gifts uh, just to on the on the belief that when you receive these gifts, these are the first gifts of the year. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's kids will usually uh, usually the, the, the gifts are shoes. Oh really? Yeah, in, in during you know during the olden times, shoes were like the the must for every child. So like like KDs or uh, you
0: know the new Book Ones are. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about those. The, I a,
2: Adidas. I hope Akoyemsi brings me the new Book Ones. And so yeah, that, that's what a child would receive is uh, Adidas. You know Adidas on a Moho string. <laughs> with, some, with, with some beans some, uh, tied bean, to it. With beanstalks st- tied to it. <laughs> but yeah, these, these signify the, the first gifts that the Kachinas are back. You know, the Kachinas are back now and that they're making their presence here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. known. And so these spirits come with gifts for all the, you know, all of these patrons that, that do uh, participate and everything. And they do provide... The, the the beans, the beans that we eat during uh the bean stalks, the bean and, sprouts. You know, I was Because uh,
0: I was looking back at the archives and yeah. you know, there there wasn't an episode that was specifically labelled Boomia oh, or yeah. Bean Dance yeah. or you know anything relate it to this time of year, but my, my assumption was we, we had to have talked about this before. Right? Yeah. I, I feel like that we yeah kinda of mentioned. In it. in in some capacity because I remember going on a rant that I get really annoyed with people when they call this time of the year Hopi Christmas. Yeah. But then I guess, you know, with our discussion of how Bohemia relates to the Hopi economy, then maybe it is Hopi Christmas because then that's when all the sales are are being made for a similar reason as to why how many booms during Christmas time. <laughs> And so, you know, that might be another way to equate it as to how this time of the year is really Hopi Christmas. Yep. Yep, exactly. And um, I also kind of remember us talking about, we had this whole discussion. Because in during Pouamia, sometimes, not every year, but sometimes they have initiations Yeah. of kids that go into the Kachina Society. Yeah. And I believe that in the past we had this conversation about who we thought should be allowed to get Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we had that into, conversation. Into yeah. the Kachina Society. And so I feel like that we also had that conversation. And then I also feel like, too, at some point that I equated this time of the year to, to Hanukkah in a way. And I get mad at people comparing it to Christmas. But yet here I am. <laughs> comparing, comparing it to, to Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Because then, you know, like the, the, for the Jewish people, you know, that's their whole celebration of Hanukkah. That it was a miracle that there was enough oil.
3: Yeah. To for last, the, for for his... for
0: last for X amount of days yeah. when there was really only enough. For one day Yeah And then for Hopis You know the, the fact that Katinam It's a testament To their power That they can grow Beans During this time of the year when Yeah it's still cold outside You look at the mesas There's still snow on the mesas yeah. You look at the uh, Navatakiauvi And there's still snow On top of the mountain But yet they're able to grow Beans during this time of the year And so that's kind of Part of the 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 the, kachina, the The myth the, I guess Of, the of, what, power, the, of yeah. what the ceremony is Is that you know There's real power in it Yeah Because yeah, exactly. they have this ability And I also used to Kind of think about it too Like from a, a Historical perspective Right Because in winter time In the hisat time Like you couldn't go To the grocery store No And buy fresh produce No And no. you know Enjoy salad year round no. Or enjoy yeah. Fresh produce year round But then, you know, in the Hisat time during the winter, you're probably eating a lot of dried stuff, you know, stuff that was prepared for store and that's all you really got to eat. So I guess, you know, whatever traditional processed food was back then is what you're eating. But then this time of, this time around that for once you get to eat something fresh yeah, and it's the first time that you're eating something fresh since the summer. Yeah. And so that's why... When you eat your haru For the first time During this time of the year That's what you say You say Yeah And so that's part of We're, uh, we're eating new now yeah. yeah Or we're eating fresh Yeah We're, we're eating, eating fresh, fresh again. New Yeah And then I think that That ties with this idea Of the farming Is that we're getting close To that time of the year Again with the farming And then how the Katinas, How they were able To grow their bean sprouts It's our prayer That our corn grows just
2: like that, just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Kwa was mentioning to me, um, like a long time ago, when he was a younger, younger boy, during the months of uh, the cold winter months, he they, his father would go out and hunt before the first snowfall. Mm. And they would uh, he would either kill maybe a deer or rabbits, and they would strip those into strips like um, make beef jerky. Make beef jerky, and they would you know call it lakpusikwi, mm-hmm. you know. And they would hang that outside, and then during the whole month or the the whole winter season, Man, just
0: jerky. Yeah, oh. just
2: jerky. Yeah, the getting whole their winter. yeah. They, they, that's how they got their protein. And then what they would do is that j- just have the corn as their their supplement. Yeah. Yeah, the corn, the whatever beans. The mint yeah, yeah. The the beans, of course. Whatever they have, and then whatever squash that still survived that that time there. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. gourd. Yeah, or like the yeah, the really hard that. gourd stuff. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff that they ate, and what then they, the dried beans. Yeah, and then a lot of that stuff too. You know, that's basically when they when when Pohomoya happens. You know, everybody gets excited because that's the that's the time where. Everything's going to be uh, fresh. Everything's yeah. going to be okay. That 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 signifies that planting season is going to be around the corner, and that we're going to have good crops, good weather, good everything, basically. You know,
0: I because anytime anyone talks about Boamia Hopis, we always talk about it from from I guess the cultural and spiritual side. Yeah. But you never really hear Hopis talking about it from a personal
2: Personal side, Side, yeah
0: Because then like, I I think about When I was young, or even before I was Wimke Yeah That Pohomoya was something that was always circled in my head Especially before I got Wimke Because then I had it in my mind Nobody ever told me this But for some reason I had it dead set in my mind When I turn 10 years old, I'm gonna get initiated Yeah And I was deathly afraid of turning 10 years old (laughs) because I was afraid of getting initiated. Yeah. Because what most people know about kids that get initiated, what happens to them? They get whipped. They get whipped. Yeah. They get whipped by the kachinas. Yeah. And so that's what I was afraid of. I was afraid of turning 10 years old because I was afraid to get whipped. Yeah. Because then I remember being a kid and when Buomoya would roll around, and I remember watching, like, all the kids that were going to get Wimka. Yeah. That they would be getting prepared. Because then, you know, you see them. You see them change into whatever it is that they wear. Girls, they wear their... Yeah. ...canel and And yeah. boys, for the most part, they're taking off clothes. Yeah, they're removing everything. Because they're yeah. not wearing anything. Yeah. And then they just wrap themselves up in a blanket. And I remember thinking, you know, watching watching them. Yeah. <laughs> feeling, like, so sorry for them because... Thinking about what they're about to about endure. To, yeah, receive and stuff like that. Because then, you know, as a kid, you know, you see these katinam. And, you know, for the, the mean ones, I guess, the yeah. quote unquote mean ones yeah, you, know, you see them. Your whole life you're made to believe that they're scary. And you see them with their moho. Yeah. And you know, you sometimes you do see them act angrily. And so it's like this inherent fear that I had. Of them my whole childhood Yeah And then when it came time around For me to get Wimke, I kind of remember The whole thing Because then I remember I was there at our house In my soul's house And the yeah. same thing Getting prepared to get ready To get Wimke, Taking off all my use And you know my mom She made me take everything yeah. off There wasn't yeah. An inch of clothing on me All I yeah. had was my, my blanket Your blanket on. Yeah And then I was sitting there hearing the Katina walk around the village, you know, kind of heart beating really hard. Yeah. And then my godfather came to to come get me. And then I was like, fuck, man, this is going <laughs> to happen. This is about to go down. Yeah. And then, you know, went down there and what happened happened. And it, it's uh, it, it kind of I guess I don't know if everybody's like this because I don't know what your thought process when you were a kid yeah. but it was something i had circled on the calendar for years out like i (laughs) it was it was something that was so big in my mind that like i just thought about it for a long time that this is gonna happen to me
2: my when i turned 10 years old my my experience was that uh i didn't know that i was gonna get oh really yeah all all that all that soul did was that you know just prepare me for that and then all of a sudden, I was at my uh, my godfather's house getting prepared for it, and that was it. <laughs> You're like, "Wait, what's going?" I was on? like, "What the hell's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, so yeah, I I vaguely vaguely remember everything like that because it happened so fast. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I wasn't really expecting it in a way. I don't know if that was other people's experience like that but my experience was you know i i really didn't expect you know getting dragged to my godfather's house uh when my godfather came over and he said that hey let, we're, i'm gonna get you ready over here so then we're gonna us you and everything like yeah. that yeah and then so basically that's what happened and and that's i it, it happened so quickly i vaguely remember what was what was going on and then Like my, I don't know, I I think it was like the trauma, I guess. (laughs) Because I remember, I remember getting the ordeal of, uh, of what happens inside of the Cuba. And then after that, then man, I think my brain just kind of uh, went into autopilot. autopilot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. After that Everything was just a blur And then All I, all I know All I knew now, From then on Is like Okay yeah you're, you're my son now And I'm like Okay dad
0: <laughs> And in there, there's no Like set H like, No Like there's no Universal rule no, no, no. That when you a, like it, that's not like a quinceañera. like you know like like you turn it, 16. it's, it's 15, or 15. It's at 15 oh. that's when this happens or it's not like getting your driver's license at 16. It's not about gambling for the first time when you turn 21 like it, it's I guess it's determined
2: by the parents. It's of, um, of when you're when they feel like that you're ready. Well, well Gua said that in the olden times that when you're when you know that you're responsible enough to know Mm. these things and that can understand what's going on, then that's when you get... you know mm-hmm. you get katin or you get wimvaki, you know in those in those terms like that it's it's because when when you're when you have this mind or like the like the childish, childish yeah mind. childish mind you really don't understand really what's mm-hmm. going to happen so mm-hmm. you you don't understand the the rules and the regulations and the legal yeah. legalities yeah. of everything and so that's that's when they say that you know you're not ready yet by not by mm-hmm. you know you you, you you talk about that and and then when they're when they're ready in this process so like like when gua got initiated he was initiated when he was like 12 mm-hmm. 12 13ish around mm-hmm. that age because his soul or his mom wanted him to go in And, and, uh, you know, wanted him to understand these things at an early age Mm -hmm. like that. And he, a plus two, uh, was part of like this, um, I guess part of this whole idea where he hung around with old people a lot, you know? Okay. And so that's why she said that, yeah, you can go in, but sometimes, sometimes (laughs) I guess back in the olden days, um, you know, young children at the age of 15 or 16, they would start to go in because that their minds are a little bit more developed in that way. Because I remember when I was young that I knew of kids like one of my sisters.
3: Yeah.
0: She got Wimke when she was nine. Yeah. And I knew of kids that got wimka when they were eight. Yeah. And in my head, I thought, man, those kids are tough, man. Like they're so young. Yeah. But then yet, you know, they go through what in my mind at that time thought was just like a real difficult thing to undergo yeah and especially for somebody to be eight or nine years old and see my parents never at once told me that when you are 10 we're gonna put you in they never said that yeah. to me just for some reason i developed it in my own head that when i turn 10 I'm, I'm gonna that's do this. that's gonna happen because when when that year rolled around when i did turn 10 and powamia came yeah that my parents, they even told me, they said, you can wait until you're 12 if you want to. Yeah, yeah. But well, I was just so determined because then when I was going to school, all of my classmates were going to get Wimke too. Yeah. And I didn't want to be the one left out because I knew that they would tease me. Yeah. If I was the one to be left out to yeah. not get Wimke and everybody else was going to get Wimke. So I remember that was part of my my reasoning as to why I wanted to get (laughs) initiated at that age because I wanted to keep up with my peers. Yeah. And what it is that what it was that they were doing. And so that's why I insisted, no, I wanna get initiated this
2: year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean like um, I don't think I don't think I was mocked in that position, mm-hmm. like that too. Like I probably
0: mocked you, but I just you just know, You just probably, you probably, just probably hear
2: me, stayed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like who that? Who's that guy? Who's that, kid? Who's that Navajo boy hey, over I there? Feel like he knows me. <laughs> who's that Navajo boy over there? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like there's there's a lot to to know about Buomoya but uh, you know, we're just giving you the the um, the Bahana version of what you read in books, basically. Well, because then I guess the other part too. And, you know, and I, I guess the the important thing for
0: people to understand that if they don't know anything about Bowomew, that unfortunately in today's day and age that we don't do it to its full- Yeah, we don't do it to its anymore, full potential. Or yeah. its full potential. That, you know, a lot of things have been cut out. Unfortunately, probably a lot of that having to do with just uh, a lot of the information not being passed on yeah. or items that are needed aren't being, around anymore. Yeah either
2: sold or lost for,
0: yeah. or stolen or stolen for 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 that reason but then you know i i think that when you're when you look at today's poemia i guess yeah one of the bigger things about the public part of poemia is that on an on an afternoon you'll have all these katina that they kind of parade through the village yeah and i guess that's part of the powatota is that they're yeah, purifying the earth. Yeah, when they make this transition that they do through the villages, but then you know, for me, after I got Wimke, and then years later, when I was a teen, yeah, and you know, we've talked about this how as as a Hopi teen, that part of the social world, yeah, is that you like to go to these different villages when things are going on, so that you yeah. can go ti mai, yeah, ti mai and then ti mai chicks. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, and, and, and Pwomia was a part of this of this social interaction because then I remember <laughs> we would go to the different villages yeah. and particularly your village I remember we used to go to Hotbelalo Yeah. during Powomaya and all the katsidam they'd be all you know yaktaing around yeah. and it was fun for us because then you know katinam would yeah. come with the with the Powomaya yeah. yeah. and they would chase after you and but because, you know, in my high school years, you know, I was a runner. Yeah. And so, you know, Hopis, that's another on top of being prideful about being farmers and hunters we were prideful about being runners. Yeah. And so I used to pride myself that, you know, I would go to a village and none of those katinas could catch me
3: because I was <laughs> too
0: fast. I was too quick. I yeah. was too whatever. And I remember that I shared with you. That one time, you know, we went to Powomaya Yeah At Hotvela And during the time that the Katina were parading around the village And my nephew, (coughs) he has this real funny story Because then he was getting chased by one of the Wawash Katina And, you know, this particular Katina He has black stuff on his hands Yeah And, you know, when he catches you He tries to rub the black stuff all over your face Yeah All over your hair And my nephew was running from it The scatina was chasing him Yeah, And he knew that the scatina was probably going to catch him (laughs) And so (laughs) as he's preparing for the scatina to catch him He had a hoodie on He threw his hood over his head And he pulled as hard as he could on the, the drawstrings So that the hood would have a Kenny-like effect from South Park, <laughs> which it did. And then, so you know, he pulled out his drawstrings as hard as he could. and Then the Katsuna caught him, but I had a real hard time getting to his face because then he pulled his hood
2: over his face as hard as he could. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have all of these different events that happen to you. Like there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I guess, and, I guess, and I mean,
0: I, I've heard that you enjoy getting somiviki from a certain Katsuna too during. <laughs> Oh man. and so you kinda of just let yourself get caught by the coco Yeah, I,
2: I I usually follow her around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they Coco money you probably probably said, That's enough. I don't have any more sumiviki. <laughs> you took all my sumiviki. <laughs> you took all my sumibiki. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's Boa is exciting. It's it's an exciting part of Hopi life. And just like any other Hopi dance. Yeah, and just like any other Hopi dance, eat, eat, eat.
1: Juniper Outpost Boutique, located in Mesquite, Nevada, is thrilled to help support the quality content Brought to you by Carl and J Man. Saving the world isn't easy, but at Juniper Outpost, they make great gift giving and finding that special item you don't need but have to have all too easy. They value supporting local artists and small batch vendors from throughout Arizona, Nevada, and southern Utah, and in providing products from folks trying to make the world a better place. Juniper Outpost invites you to stop on by on your way through. Visit them first on Facebook or Instagram at Juniper Outpost Boutique or their website www.juniper-outpost.com.
2: Join us for the first ever Hopi Language Symposium where Hopi Titikaiki will feature the year-round language immersion school and will host several teachers, scholars, and advocates working to preserve Hopi Lava'i. This event runs Tuesday, February 20th through Thursday, the 22nd, at the Hopi Veterans Memorial Center in Kikotsmobi, Arizona. Hopi Titigaiki is a nonprofit organization located on the Hopi Reservation. For more information, call 928-814-1003 again that number is 928-814-1003 for the next part of this section here we I guess this kind of ties in in a way mm-hmm. of Moya, is that we'll be doing a symposium we'll be we'll be at a symposium we
0: will be featured
2: guests. Yeah, where we were featured guests at this symposium, which and you is might have heard their
0: ad. Yeah, and on today's and last week's episode.
2: So Hopi Tidikaike, a nonprofit organization here on the what Hopi Reservation. What does Tidikaike mean? Means like a learning house. So Hopi Learning House. So in in English terms, they're they're a nonprofit organization, and they they invited. What in the f? Is oh my that? God! What if you? I don't know if you heard that, but what uh, the heck? <laughs> yeah, there's things happening outside of the the room right here. So they're 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 re- remodeling this whole area, The building, and they didn't bother to tell us. Yeah, that and so now we have.
0: I went and proceeded to drop a lot of fluid <laughs> in the toilet, not knowing that the water is off, <laughs> and, and so. Peace
2: Academy Studio, if you're listening to this. To this, I'm sorry, but yeah, it was me. <laughs> and and there's a lot of noise happening, so don't mind the noise. Mind the noise. So what I was saying is that uh, the Hopi Tteqaiki is is a nonprofit organization here where they house a lot of Hopi Hopi teachers, I guess you could say, where they teach uh, the craft of Hopi. And they, they teach them to the general Hopi public where you can go and learn different things like making basketry or weaving or or making different things that Hopi used to make a long time ago. And it's it's a really great program out there. That and you is, do some work for them. And, and, I, and, I, and I do some work for them. And they – and we were invited. Carl and Jay Mann were were invited to their symposium, annual symposium, which is happening on Tuesday. the the beginning is Tuesday the twentieth, I believe. Tuesday the twentieth, February twentieth, and it's uh, February twenty first and twenty second, I believe. And um, and what what and when we got invited, we were we're invited as guests to speak during their I guess their entertainment hour. And so we're 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 in that we're in their we're in their roster, I
0: guess you could say. So what is this symposium about? What's what's the what's the main theme of the symposium?
2: So the language symposium will be taking place. Oh it's language symposium. Yeah the language symposium will take place at the Hopi Ventrance Memorial Center uh, February 20th through the 22nd and it's held in Kikotsumovi, Arizona. It's open to everybody. Uh, Donna hum- Humitiwa, she's the facilitator. Uh, she's the one who's doing all of the work around here, gathering all the guests that will be speaking. I believe that there'll be over, um, I'm i am saying like 20, 20 speakers that will be there for the duration of the time. So day one, uh, it would be a welcoming during the evening hours, and there will be a, a, a movie that would we'll be showing there, or a film uh, like a short film. Oh, really? What's the movie? Uh, it's about uh, the prey. La- <laughs> prey. <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> no, it's it's about the uh, the language immersion preschool that they have oh, running here. Oh, oh. And so there's some language immersion preschool. They ta- teach, basically, it's all Hopi. Like there's uh, there's uh, there's actually a sign on the on the door that says no english so when you enter this building that says no english and so it's really it's really nice because they have these uh three to six year old kids that are there learning the hopi language and so and so when we when when we were invited to to talk about the uh, the hopi language you know they were kind of weary about um like like what are we gonna talk about like what what you know? Because when when you hear our podcast, we're all about kind of controversy. We're all about about things that we we that Hopi people just kind of don't want to talk about, I guess you could say. And so when when uh, when they did invite us over, they were kind of weary about like, will we be doing that again? Like <laughs> because they're going to be i I'm pretty sure there's going to be some Pahanas that will be there, not understanding like the the Hopi lingo that we'll probably be using. And we'll be, we'll be referencing a lot of like the, the inside jokes, I guess you could say of Hopi, but, but then again, like uh, this language symposium here is a great benefit for everybody out there that can, that benefits from from all of this, uh, what, what Hopi Titikaiki is all about. And so when we... I think we did talk about a little bit about the language or the language itself, right I think there was i think there was I think there was uh, an episode about the language where we did talk about like how how I guess how Bahana won Bahana won over Hopi, and that Bahana is still winning over Hopi because we don't know our language we we don't know about. We don't know about our deeper roots of culture. We don't know about that different stuff like that. And so like what I said is like, you know, we, we we're I guess we're losing in a way, but we're still trying to keep a hold of what we still know as far as hoping. And so when we... When we do, when we when we look at this language symposium, you know Donna, the facilitator, you know she wanted to do this language symposium because a lot of their a lot of these uh, natives out there were doing the same thing as well too, and and so that's what kind of gave her that idea that this language symposium would be uh, a, a beneficial, especially for the Hopi people because yes, we do there are a lot of people that still want to talk Hopi, but are very, very afraid to talk Hopi. So if we were
0: to do a poll, Carl and J-Man do a poll out there and ask the the audience, is the Hopi language something you're wanting to learn? What do you think the response would be? I'm pretty sure 100% yes. And in your mind, in Carl's mind, let's detach it from what's on the agenda for the symposium. What do you think the steps are then for people to acquire the language?
2: Um. not go to school for it <laughs> no no I think that what I think we, we kind of covered this a little bit too is where you have to be immersed into the culture you have to be really immersed into the culture to understand the language you can't just make a, a taco without knowing like what goes first inside of a taco you know you have the meat you have the, the lettuce and the tomatoes and then the sour cream that goes on top you know Everybody knows that But you don't know the, the steps about it So that's basically What how Hopi is Is that you have to Immerse yourself Inside of the culture itself Do you think it's Would you say That if you're A non-speaker A
0: Hopi non-speaker Do you get made fun of Out here
2: Yes Yes, it's it's sad, but it is true. Is that what are the, some of the things that people say? I mean, they they mock you about your different wordage. Mm-hmm. I guess your your different use of the language, or the different use of like um, or your your I, pronunciations. Yeah, your pro- pronunciations,
0: your accents, your
2: accents, and they they do they they make fun of you like crazy. And I don't know if that's a cultural thing cuz I never really cuz Juan never talked about it. Yeah. Kua never really talked about like I guess I guess in his time in his day everybody knew Hopi. Yeah. Yeah, and there was and so what they did... well, I guess his was backwards. They would make fun of you for talking English or trying to talk English cuz he's, you know, like uh like when they were going to school, they were going to school and uh the teacher would whip them on the on the arms. For talking Hopi. Hopi, and so you know these boys at his age, you know they he would they would try to develop like how to how would you say different things in English? So like because when you talk Hopi, it's all it's it's sort of scrambled in a way, like it's not linear, Hopi, uh, not linear English, like how we're speaking right now. You know some some sentences you'll kind of find that uh, there is something that where you start from the end and then. Work your way up to the beginning, rather than the you know beginning to the end. And so, like those different structures, I guess are in are in a way, it's kind of complicated. It, it, Hopi language gets a little bit complicated, although there are words that are a little bit easier to mm-hmm. learn, like asquali qua, You know, mm-hmm. all of those different types of words like that. But when you really look at it, it's it's a little bit more complex. And then so when you're When in Qua's time, in Qua's time, when he was going to school, I guess one of his friends were trying to develop a sentence in a way. So he ended up like uh, saying, uh, like, like because I guess one of the the assignments were like, what happened last year? Like, what what happened last year? You know, the teacher would ask them what happened last year, and then so uh, one of his friends, you know, trying to develop this this sentence in his head. Uh, accidentally says, you know, uh when did you last year, you know, like th- <laughs> those are the types of words that 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 came out of these young boys uh mouths at the time. And when you when you really think about it is like, you know, learning English for them was a little bit challenging and they never knew how to really speak the English language. Yeah. And so to this day, Gua still has a, a little bit of a hard time, like um, like, concepting the English structure. Because you know, I, I think
0: the topic of language is an interesting one. Because in, I think in in one way, how we look at it, we're all in agreement. Like, yes, we should all be speaking Hopi. Everybody yeah. should be speaking Hopi. Yeah. We all should be learners of the language. But I think that the idea of language can also be a controversial topic because then I think it becomes controversial when we start talking about how we should be learning the language or the proper way Oh yeah, of, of learning the language, you know, because then you made the statement that uh, you can't just make a taco without understanding what, what goes in a yeah. taco or, or how the taco was developed because then, you know, I, I've heard the argument be made that, you know, you, you can't truly learn how to speak Hopi if you're living off the reservation. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, for somebody that has that mindset, then it's like, okay, we're already automatically closing the doors to our urban relatives from being able to fully, I guess, speak the language. Cause then I guess in my mind, you know, I feel like that there's a lot of things that you could learn via the language without being out here. You know, you could learn like that. Asquali, guakwa or, you know, even just understanding the concepts of our belief system and what we're thankful for, you know, yeah. like after you eat your meal yeah. what quiet, or, you know, just, just those types of things. And I guess, you know, that's where then we start to argue about the proper way of, of these things. But one of the things that I wanted to talk, talk about, because, you know, specifically one, specific, specifically about the symposium, because there's this big argument that I've heard also as well is that, Can you be a teacher or can you be an instrument within this learning process for somebody to be able to learn how to speak Hopi when you yourself aren't fluent in the language?
2: Hmm. That
0: is very true. Like, can you be a part of the learning process for somebody else if you
2: yourself aren't a fluent speaker? Yeah, well what what do you what is your take on that? Well, I I believe that cuz both of us we know how to speak Hopi. But yet we're still learning we're we're, we're we're not we're, as advanced as we're not, qua not as yeah soul. we're yeah we're not as advanced as so Kwa but we're still a little more advanced than yeah, some yeah but RH. we still understand the language we still speak the language we understand the culture mm-hmm. where it comes from we we understand what what needs to be done and what words to use in those specific types of ceremonies and so you know i guess when you when you really think about it that these speakers that just generally speak the language without knowing the culture, like there, there are some people in the, I guess, in the agenda and the, the symposium that do have that, that, that are just, just speakers of Hopi mm-hmm. without immersing their, Im, immersing, immersing, immerse, how, how would you immersing. Immersing, immersing, immersing yourself or themselves into the Hopi culture. Mm-hmm. Because that's where it stems from—the culture itself. You can't have like uh, what, like what the I said before. Language comes from the culture. Yeah, like what I said before, and uh, like what I said before in, uh, in other of our episodes is that you can't have culture without language, and you can't have language without, without culture. culture, and you, and those two always have to go together. And then, but when you have when you take one out and just learning about the culture, then you're basically you're just a scholar. You're just a scholar of that that you know, that that uh, culture there. And then when you're when you're just taking language from there, you're basically a scholar as well too, mm-hmm. because you're just learning the language. Like, like you know, like, um, what, was that, uh, what was that movie called? Uh, with, um, uh, Independence Day. Independence Day, the, the second movie, I think it was. Mm-hmm. This guy didn't know the language of the aliens, right? And he, he was basically like uh, a scholar to that. But then you had this other guy, this black guy, the black guy, he said that, you know, oh, this is not just alien language. This is taken from our language as well, too. So I know what this kind of means. Oh, really? That's yeah. from the second movie? I think huh? it's from the second I've never movie. never seen the second one. It's pretty cool. I like it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It doesn't have Will, but it, it, you know, it has a son, I guess. So his alleged son. You know, that's like one of the very few movies that I
0: actually like Will Smith. For the really? most part, I never like Will Smith in any really? movies. Yeah. I think mm. he's a real arrogant
2: asshole in most movies. Yeah. True. That is true. But yeah, but, but yeah, it was like uh, this one guy, this doctor guy. He was like, or professor guy. He was studying the language of the aliens, but not knowing what like these things were. Why he's saying this until it took this uh, this guy, this black guy, that actually kind of knew that this language was part this mm-hmm. their language an ancient language of theirs and then using some sort of alien tech whatever that they were doing and he's like oh this is what this is what it means you know this is what it means and that's what i'm saying is like you know that's where it comes from you can't just know the language you have to know the culture mm-hmm. you have to be really immersed ah, in that interesting well because you know i i guess i introduced this topic
0: because then you know like, like that to to kind of uh, provide the balance yeah. for because then you know as because you you have the the schedule yeah and I'm looking at the schedule of the symposium because yeah. then you know it's a language symposium yeah and so when you throw this out there oh you know come learn how to speak Hopi that that's that's what pe- most people are going to think you yeah know? I'm going to go and learn the to language this language symposium and, 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 then, and I'm going to learn how to speak yeah. Hopi but I'm looking at the first day of uh, the agenda yeah and and who's all on this first day. I know for a fact that two of these people don't speak Hopi. Really, and and so you know it's like, well, if it's a Hopi language symposium, and you know two of your main speakers for the first day aren't speakers themselves, then what's the point of that? You know what I mean? Like, like, and <laughs> and and then, and then when because we're on the agenda, yeah, and I don't think we're going to be speaking Hopi the whole time. No, no. So we'll probably be also within that. That, uh, that range range there. of, you know, probably primary, primarily be English speaking while we're on stage. And so then it's like, well, how do I learn Hopi
2: then if I'm just going to be listening to Hopi English speakers? <laughs> that is true. I mean, like if you're having, having a Hopi language symposium, yeah. And, and, and that's why I pose that question is that, you know, can you be an instrument
0: to help somebody speak Hopi when you yourself aren't a speaker?
2: Mm. That is a very very good question. I don't I don't think so. I don't think, you don't you, think so? I don't think you can be an instrument when you're still learning about the the language itself. Because then,
0: you know, throughout the other part of the agenda there's some other non-Hopi folks that are on the agenda. Yeah. But then I guess, you know, because a lot of them, most of the non-Hopis that are on the agenda, they're uh, from our Pueblo relative oh yeah, villages. Yeah. And to me, I guess having them on their It's because it's this idea that they have some sort of expertise as to how to teach the language. Because I feel like that in the Pueblos, their kids are retaining the language at a much higher rate than our Hopi kids are. Yeah. For some reason, like it's it's so strange to me because then, you know, it's like, okay, let's look at the two different Pueblos. You know, you got Hopis and then you got the New Mexico Pueblos. The New Mexico Pueblos, quite a bit of them have converted to Catholicism. Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit of them, if not all of them, have more developed, extensive economic development than Hopi. They got casinos.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: But and then you know you look at Hopi on the face of it. Oh, they've retained this. They've retained that. They're still doing their own actual Hopi religion. But then yet it's the Pueblo's that have retained the language over the Hopis. True. And that's something that I've always
2: wondered. Like why? Why? Why is that? It, it's crazy in a way. I guess that I guess that it's it's worth more fighting for. Yeah. So I don't know what's up with you, Gilbucks, giving us that <laughs> name. Just kidding. Oh, you cubs over there don't know how to speak Hopi. Sure, we're the only ones that speak Hopi now. <laughs> it, it is it is strange. I think it's because they're they're fighting for something that they really want to have. Mm-hmm. Hopi, in a way, is not because mm-hmm. if you really look at it. Hopi doesn't want to fight for their language. They we we talk about it. We talk about like the language itself, but we, we're not we're not fighting for it. It's not lost because all of our souls and our guas still speak, still speak Hopi in a way. And and when you when you really think about it, like, you know, it's when when you when you think about like how how much of the the language is still here. You really think about like there? It's only it's only like what close to like sixty percent of all of all Hopi's that still know how to speak Hopi. It might be less. It might be less. It might be around in the forties. Less than fifty percent. Yeah, it might be around that. That there are still a lot of native speakers out here because a lot of a lot of the our generation. You and, you, you and our generation. We're probably the last generation yeah, that, that really, really still knows how at to least, speak. At least some sort of uh, comprehension. In yeah, the yeah, exactly. And then even sometimes, too, that our generation don't really know how to speak. And we're, we're almost in our 40s now. Yeah. And it's so crazy because there are, what do what you call The Xenials? What is it? The, the, um, well, the Gen Zs. Gen Zs. Yeah, the Gen Zs. we're
0: millennials. And then the group after us is Gen Gen Z. Gen Z.
2: They have no idea what Hopi means. Like just
0: whatever hashtag Hopi likes. Yeah.
2: They're all about their LGBTQs and XYZs and they're all about pride days and stuff like that and calling them him, they, their, her, him, him, their, were, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so like when you, when you really think about it, what will happen in the future with our language here? What's going to happen What's going to be made out, uh, out of? Like, you know, what we, when we were talking about, um, uh, what was it, the, the, the parade? Remember the parade that you were talking about? The yeah. Tuba City parade? Yeah. You know, you had Yebi Chase in the parade. Yeah. What's stopping us in the future from making that same idea, the, the same ideals, where itaqatinam <inaudible> will be in a parade one of these days? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is that? What is the ideal there? What, yeah. is, the, what is stopping us? I don't think anything should be stopping us because when you have these, these Gen Zers coming from like this yeah. woke nation in a way. Well, you know, like,
0: like I, I know that's kind of off topic about having, seen them in the parade. But I mean, for me, you know, it's like, you already see how far we're pushing the envelope in our own village. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. So, you know, that leads me to believe that that's a possibility in the future. Cause I'm, you know, you know that there are people out there that don't listen Yeah, and are going to do what they want to do. So,
2: yeah, exactly, and especially when you have phones in in a basically in a plaza where mm-hmm. you know there's there's things that are in a plaza that are held sacred there still, mm-hmm. and when you have modern technology there, like what's what's making us, what's stopping us from, like showing off of these these, these different things like that, so. But then again, I mean, like we will be in the symposium. We'll be there. So, and come. you heard the ad today. So come check us out. Yeah, yeah, you heard the ad. So it is uh, February twenty second is when we will be presenting. Uh, come out, one, one and all. We'll be there. Uh, you can get autographs from us and stuff like that. Take pictures if you want. So, oh, that reminds me, um, our our youngest listener. Uh, Wakanda, remember our, our youngest listener. Wakanda li-
0: forever. Yeah,
2: Wakanda. You know, he was telling me uh, was during a buffalo dance, and he really, really enjoys our podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, he's one of our youngest listeners. Oh, cool. Out there. Yeah, How so old is he? I think he's nine. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. nine or ten, something like that. But yeah, uh, Wakanda Brandon. I think Brandon Wakanda is his name. And so, shout out to him because he really wants to get back at you for getting back at me. So Uh, back at me for what? (laughs) For taking over the show. So oh yeah, he he told me one time he's like, yeah, I'm the I'm the smoothest talker. Well, Wakanda,
0: it's it's uh, Carl's own fault because (laughs) then you know if he was doing the show better, then there would have been no need for me to take over and so. You well, can blame faulty management for that.
2: No, well, thank you, Wakanda, for everything being our supporter and everything like that. I really, am, I really like your last name. So I just really like you. You're a really great, really great, great kid. So
0: I'm trying to find the next word for the phrase that pays, and I'm just siphoning through all of our shit talking through hard <laughs> text exchange.
2: <laughs> Oh my God. And we are still playing the phrase that pays. Remember, you have to listen to our past episodes. It starts It starts uh, three episodes ago, right? Uh, I believe so. Oh no. Yeah. So this, oh, this is no this fourth. Is the fourth. This is the so fourth. Today's for, the fourth. So three words have already been shared. Three words have already been shared. You go and listen to those episodes to learn about what the phrase that pays, because we are going to uh, tell you the next word that for the phrase that pays. I believe that the next word is Over. Over, over. All right. So, over is the next word for the phrase that pays. Remember, you have to listen to all of our past episodes, or the past three or four episodes now, in order to get those. Uh, the first word for the phrase that pays. Over, over, over. is this word. This this week's uh, word. So, remember, listen to that because once we get in all of the the words, there is going to be a phrase at the end. The first person to email us that phrase will be uh, into a uh, drawing. And then from that drawing, we'll give you a great big prize. Here's here's an example from our text exchange.
0: Okay. Carl says, I don't need a scholarship to steal your woman. (laughs) And my response, you need game, which is something else you don't have. Ha, ha, ha. Carl's response, I have all the game. I am like the undiscovered player, and the NFL wants me because I can kick field goals and from across the stadium. My response, you're like those kids on Little Giants.
2: And that's it's, all we do all day long. It's all we do is just text crap to each other every time. It's not like a serious conversation. We it's try to make each other cry every day. <laughs> <laughs> But remember the phrase that pays It's we're giving you guys a big prize at the end It's a really great big prize So go and listen to our past episodes Also If you guys want to listen to our Paid episodes I'm sorry that we Didn't get to you last week because, Again that was car. Uh, it was my fault I know but hopefully I mean we're, I'm just so busy I just got Busy these past two weeks right now so uh, Hopefully we'll do a paid Episode for you guys and all It's only $7.99 a month and and you get to listen to all of the great stuff that is not on the regular episode. If you could see my face in reaction to Carl saying that he's busy, <laughs>
0: I think that's worth eight dollars someone. <laughs> if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And TikTok at Carl and J Man. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five star review because your podcast isn't five stars unless your Apple Podcast says it's five stars. If you're listening to this on anything other than Spotify, Listen to it a second get, second time on Spotify
2: because they do sponsor the podcast. All right, well you've been listening to Carl and J Man, and I'm sorry, so sorry for the noise in the back. It's not our fault. It's the construction. It's in, Carl's fault. It's the construction. Everything's Carl's fault. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend J-Man. Solo. quick quest.